Welcome to Backstage with the Simple Church. Thanks for downloading this episode of the podcast. If Yay, you're new to the podcast, that's exciting, Scott. I'm excited. I'm glad you're excited. We appreciate you subscribe. Get this episode and all the episodes. Each week we come up with a Get new one. All. And today's guest, like Angie Pokemon. Hagler. Collect catch them all. all. Gotta catch them all. Catch them all. You Collect didn't play them. Pokemon. No, I didn't. No. <laughs> Did you play Pokemon Go? Oh, Go, absolutely. Man. You're talking about Evan Semenko. Did he play? Come on. Come Y'all on. remember when that was a thing? Oh, yeah. I remember thinking about all the people that were getting mugged while they were paying attention to their phones downtown. <laughs> I was never mugged, awesome. thankfully. Yeah. But it's well, not, not about... awesome, but you know. Right, yeah. If you anyway. Mugger, it was awesome. <laughs> we're not talking about muggings or no, Pokemon Go. Or muggles. Or muggles. <laughs> Today's all about regrets, Scott. <laughs> regrets. <laughs> we're in a series called No Regrets, and we brought on Angie Hagler, Justin's Angie wife, Hagler. first lady of the Simple Church. First lady. And someone who has a very inspiring story, has overcome a lot of regrets. A lot of stuff. A lot of tough stuff in her life she shares and is very open and honest. We want to give you a little clip of what she's talking about today, so check this out. So we go in, and this was an older gentleman. We sat down, and the first thing he said when he looked at us, he said, Justin, before we get started, I just want to tell you this one thing. He said, I would never marry her, and he pointed to me. You're in the room. I'm in the room. <laughs> it's like we're wow. sitting here, and he's sitting there, and he pointed to me. He said, I would never marry That's right. her. I remember this. Yeah. He said, she's been married before, and I think that's wrong. We had a great talk with Angie, and she shares more of her stories, some of her regrets. An open book. And her best advice to overcome those regrets. If you're somebody that's dealing with that, you feel like you've gone through some stuff in your past, we hope today helps you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, and thanks for listening. Thank you. I was whispering. All right. Welcome back to Backstage Jeez. with the Simple Church. Yeah. Scott's back, everybody. Thank you, Scott. Addie's back. That's right. And the still, other. Still sick, though. Are you? I'm sorry. It's okay. The other lovely voice you just heard, Angie Hagler, returns Angers. to the podcast. Hello, hello. Just to set the scene, yeah. it is freezing in this room. It's it a is cool. frigid. I, I have on a sweatshirt and a tank and sweatpants and went back to my car to get she my jacket. Sweatshirt. But that's just to give you an idea of what we're saying. That's right. right you right can now. picture mm. it. If you're listening to this in summer, it's we're warm. Layered up. We're jealous <laughs> right I now. I hope they're not listening in summer. That's like six months from now. You know, people are going back and listening. I'm going to shout out right off the top oh. Kinsley, a new listener. Scott, text me. We have they one said, new listener. That's one new Yay! listener. Said Excellent. she loved the podcast. She was listening and catching up and going back through old ones. And then Will Clawson also went back through the archives and caught up over Christmas. Was well, listening. Thank you, Very good. I, I'm actually a little behind. I got to go back and listen to something. I'm myself. way behind. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell. Uh, let me give you a little hint, okay, everybody. Just mm. Scott is very sleepy right now. It's post lunch. I am very. Sleepy. He ate Mexican More than food, usual. and he's going into a coma. Well, I'm also sick. What would you say is your Are peak you? time of What'd day? What you bring in here? Oh, geez. I've been sick since Cede Juarez. That's right. Tell us about Juarez um, off the top, Scott. Well, it's a it's a city in Mexico. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You were there with the church group. You drove. Everybody else flew. Yeah, I went a little early. I was there for six full days. <laughs> Thank you for saying uh, that. Yep, six full days and two half days. No, um, yeah, I did a little different mission with Justin. We were bringing some fire department, fire department equipment yeah. down there to give to the Warriors Fire Department, also hang out with the El Paso Fire Department. And then after that, we caught up with the team and hung out with them and did some fun stuff like give out shoes and tortillas to all the children. <laughs> Not tortillas in the shoes. No. Separate of separate. Them. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. they're actually shoes shaped tortillas. Oh, nice. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's actually a really cool thing that, because uh, 
they've kind of gotten away from doing Operation Chris Child. It was just getting really complicated and stuff. So they kind of got out of doing that. So they're just trying to figure out different ways of doing stuff. And so what's really kind of cool is is they're they're like this time we actually dealt with, dealt with immigrants that actually get stopped at the border and they can't make it in the U.S. from South America, right? You yeah. were saying it's mostly not. from Yeah, Mexico. that was the thing. Yeah, that's. The, so talking to the El Paso Fire Department, one thing they were saying is, don't believe what you hear in the news. Always they were saying, advice. yeah, they were saying, first of all, they deal with 8,000 immigrants a day, daily. So mm-hmm. this, they said there was an immigrant, they said they're used to dealing with that. And they were telling us, it's not Mexican immigrants, it is people from South America that are escaping violence or drugs and whatever that are making their way into Mexico. And what happens is, is they get taken advantage of in Mexico by the cartels and by coyotes and not like the dogs, but the people. <laughs> Wiley, yeah. coyote. Yeah, and like like you talked to one family, they had $10,000 in cash in the U.S., and when they got to the border, they had nothing. Nobody showed got, up to help them. They got robbed. Right. They, got, they, mm. they trusted, they thought they could trust a person to help them get them there, and then that person told some thieves, hey, this family has this stuff, and they're moving through this uh, they're moving through this county or whatever get them and that's what happened to them they had everything stolen from their car so then they end up walking because what else do you do what else do you do so then they and then when they get to the American border they have no money they have no ID because not because they didn't have it when they left they got robbed they got robbed and so they're stuck they're in limbo and so that was that's what was going on and so they're trying to figure all that out, and both Mexico and America are both trying to figure out. And what happens is, is now in Mexico and Juarez specifically, there's these areas that the government has built up that are basically to house these immigrants because Mexico doesn't know what to do with them, America doesn't know what to do with them, so they're just kind of stuck in limbo right on the border. Mm-hmm. So Amiga Fiel is now going into those communities where these people live, and we fed them, we gave them shoes, because they don't have anything. And just to note, Amico Fiel is the organization that we work right. with. Yeah, yeah, they're the, there. yeah we've for been working over with them 20 for, years, for right? many years. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So that's, yeah, so that's what we were focusing on. It's a great ministry to it be really involved is. with. And it's neat because they're, because of that, they're able to transition from the Operation Christ Child into helping with these immigrants. Mm-hmm. And that was, yeah. So it's not really, it's not the crisis that the, and that's what El Paso Fire Department and, and the officials of El Paso wanted to stress to us is it's not the crisis that they make it out to be. Like when we were there, there was nobody hanging on the streets, nothing like that. You said it was really clean. Yes. And- <laughs> by the way, El Paso, Texas, one of the safest cities in America. By the For way. real? For real. <laughs> Surprising. Yeah. Also, did y'all see yesterday, Monroe, Louisiana is considered Consider one, of one of the worst places, most yeah. dangerous cities. You have a one cities. in- you Monroe? Have, you have Monroe. a one, I think it's a one in eight chance of being a victim of violent crime in Monroe. I don't know if it's that low, we'll look it up, but that's- yeah. They just yeah, came out some, with new It's something yesterday. crazy like that. That's that. not a Scott statistic. That's- <laughs> I'll, We'll no, fact it. No, it could be a Scott statistic. Let's clarify. That's okay. We'll yeah, clarify later. Yeah, it could be later. a 70%. But it's like a really, like it's like it's like you're going, no, there's a chance. all of America, worse than Oakland, California. And Shreveport. Well, no, yeah, Shreveport Monroe was worse per capita. Yeah, that was top five most dangerous cities in America. No we'll put a link in the show notes. We'll find yeah. it because I saw it yesterday. It yeah, but around. it is. It's something like crazy, like one in 12 or one no in idea. eight. Yeah. El Paso, not so bad. Yeah, El Paso is considered one of the safest and also huge city. We thought they were the size of Bossier. We were wrong. Oh, no, it's huge. It's a million yeah. people, Yeah, right? it's a million yeah. people. They have a thousand firemen. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Angie, you've been anyway. on mission trips. 
Yeah. I've been on mission trips. If there was somebody like, let's just say a producer of a podcast who's never gone and served on a mission trip, what would you say to that person who's robbing their (laughs) their own life? (laughs) Pause for one second. I'm sorry, but I literally was like, a producer of a podcast? <laughs> I'm sorry, Jordan. Did Jordan you, has a did you see yet. me? Yeah. Did you give me some Jordan? Did you see me yeah, give I was Jordan like, side I was eye? Like, yeah. I was Angie's like, like uh, you producer of a podcast. John Hagler came on this well, podcast. Well, he's in the throes of having children right now, so he it is, is the hardest time to ha- to go yes, on a mission trip. Yep. When they started razzing me about it a few months ago, I was like sitting over here just. That's like, right. I remember like, that. My now. wife is. I can't tell nobody that my wife is with child. That's right. <laughs> Second child coming. But John Hagler came on this podcast and Baby said, we will send everything. Jordan on any trip he wants to go on. And he's just. Go he's to Honduras. Go. Yeah, go take Honduras. that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. But you've gone on many mission Honduras. trips. You've yes. had some great experiences. I mean, I will say that Honduras is probably my favorite one. Wow. Okay. I Scott says the same thing. that one. Yeah, I can't wait to go again. I, I'm hoping we can go this summer. I hope I get to go eventually. One day. You haven't been on that one. <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, he just hasn't been in a while. In a while. Yeah, I'm, I've you only been on any of them with me. No. Anyway, I think it, because on that one, there's a lot of downtime after your ministry work during the day. And I know this podcast is not about this, but... It's a good plug anyway, because we're like, signing up right now for trips for 2023. Okay, so let's... I'm going to put it in the show notes if you're interested. Do a quick talk. Do a quick five. So anyway, just on the Honduras trip, after you served during the day and you've worked so hard, all the men have built the well, the women have taught the children and the, and the moms, you just go back and you have a lot of time to connect with the team with the, the, our local, t- the ones that go with us as well as the ministry there. And it's just awesome. It's yeah. so fun. It is. A and Juarez too. I mean, Juarez cause you have your downtime at night in the yeah. downstairs, you play games and not so much. Eat some good year. food. Food was I, good. I usually get sick every time I go to Juarez. I think that's why I always, uh, it's it's not as positive as Honduras to me. For me, the, for me, the it's Honduras part is you get to hang out with the people. It's a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, like when you're on the job site or whatever, you're just out there with the people, and they, you know, you interact with them. They hang because you're you're with, with the them. You're with them eight hours. Yeah, like, and make real connections. Yeah. I mean, safe. We work with yeah. the same team we've worked with now for gosh, probably almost ten years. Yeah. Yeah. going on trips. But if you're interested, then we'll put the link in the show notes. You can sign up February eleventh, twenty twenty three. They're going to Honduras. Lighthouses this summer again. Destin, Florida. Excellent. Spend Another time on the one. beach. Oh no, I can't do that one. Yeah, it'd be tough. I would cry. Oh man, it is it's tough. too soft. And then back to Rwanda in October. First time in a while, been able to go back. Ooh, the rain. I didn't Africa. know about that one. Honestly, I'm like, oh, maybe it'll be my right year. Now. Maybe That's, it's that my was my year. favorite. I got to go. I haven't gone yet. Meet our sponsored child. Excellent. Oh man, it's incredible. Life changing trip. So yeah. we would love for you to sign up on mission. So trip. you would say you wouldn't have a regret. Ah, well, look at that professional transition. Jordan's full of regrets because he's never done it. But you cannot trip. be Jordan. You man. can be better. He doesn't know what he's, he's missing. He doesn't. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Apologize. What pressure. Hey, you're like, you cannot. Go, I have the, you, look, you know what you, you say then? Thank you, Scott. Oh, Jordan, this Scott. is when you say, I have the Holy Spirit in me. Amen. He can mm. tell me what I to- am a child <laughs> of God. He calls me friend. But Scott, speaking of regrets, <laughs> yes. we're in a series called No Regrets. We are? No regrets, if no you will. Mm-hmm. Justin actually spells it no regrets in all of his notes and everything, but nice. we still make it regrets the correct way when we put it out. Well, in thank goodness. Public. He does it wrong? I think he does it wrong on purpose, but at this point he might not remember how to spell it. He probably doesn't probably. do it on purpose. <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> <He> on purpose. <laughs> but we are talking about this. We've talked with Andy Bond the last couple weeks. If you missed the last two episodes, go back. I'm Check those out. Scott is not on those, but nope. it's still yes, worth the listen. I, 
didn't want to do it. No, I'm kidding. You were around the world. No, I wasn't around. That's yeah, right. I was, I was out of town. But we're not talking about regrets. Scott, what's your biggest regret in life? Oh. You know what? <laughs> you know, I thought about this. Did you really? Okay, yeah. I just blindsided you with that. Yeah, no, 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 because we were, we've were we been talking about it. Our series have been talking about it. You know, my biggest regret in life. Oh, I'm playing footsie with you there. Mm. I'm on the edge uh, of my seat. Me too. This. I don't have I'm a drawing it on purpose now. <laughs> uh, not pursuing more education. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, I, uh, I'm i a pretty smart guy, I'd like to think. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Jordan's Jordan's laugh there is and, a little uh, harsh. Yeah. Wow, that hurt. I mean, you uh, are. It's just funny when people do that. I'm pretty smart. Yeah, I would like looking to think, for a compliment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, I well, I didn't try hard enough in school. Mm-hmm. I just kind of I coasted by my charm and good looks, <laughs> mostly my charm. Um, and but I mean, I really did just coast and did just enough, and I regret that in mm-hmm. adulthood. Mm-hmm. I wish that I would have tried harder gone to college and done all that and really pursued a higher education that's really the only regret that i have i did not expect you to have that serious good of an answer well yeah. done yeah i really what well, i thought about yeah, it. yeah. Um, well i appreciate that answer too i think a lot of people probably have that same regret you know that yeah. either don't go or didn't try hard in school like i did go and i did finish college and everything but i was like man i could have done better sure yeah well i Always. just wish i would have pursued i just wish i'd have gone to college at all because i mean i ended up going to school and i have a hundred in 68 college credit hours or something like that Which i have to go back and more look. than enough to graduate yeah more, they, yeah isn't I, it 160 I, to graduate i think no, actually like one, i think it is yeah i think I'd well last time i looked which this was this was 20 years ago so i'm sure it's changed but Last time I looked, I'm not sure exactly how many college credit hours I have, but I had enough to for a master's degree. Yeah. <laughs> but because of but the you didn't type have of, it in one place. Well, it's <laughs> not that. It was the type of school that I went to. I went to a a, a, a oh, what would you call it? A technical school. Mm-hmm. And because that school got in trouble with the Texas State Board of Education, I have no degree to show for it. I have nothing. Mm. Typically 120 credits. Yeah, to get yeah a 120. I was going to say yeah. I got a minor, so yeah. also, so that's probably overachiever. Yeah. Overachiever. Yeah. That's so it. that's that's. I just wish that I'd just gone to college and just, yeah. even if it was general studies, I wish I'd have done something. I wish I'd have gone that route. It would have helped me a lot more. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yep. very that's good. My, well, I was going to say flippantly, it wasn't investing in Apple stock with my friends that did it in like 2003 or four yeah. when I was starting to get a little bit of money, and they're like, "You should do this. We're going to play the stock market." And I was like, "Yeah." They made a lot of money. Are but, you serious? Really? Oh yeah. They I made don't money right when the iPod That's came disappointing. out. I don't have they any really smart is. friends like that to I give know. me any tips. Me and man, I mean, that, I do. Maybe they should give me the I feel bad tips. for you now. I know, right? <laughs> me and I mean, I'm not like millions of dollars, but yeah, I remember you them could, coming uh, back you would and have being like, retirement. Yeah. Uh, some more, yeah. yeah. Me and a buddy of mine kept talking about investing in Bitcoin. Uh-huh. This was before it blew up. And COVID happened, and he was like, hey, you got two grand? I was like, no. He was, I was like, I can't spend no money right now. Heck no. All my jobs are done. Yeah. He's like, dude, it's about to blow up. And I'm like, well, I can't. Sorry. And so neither of us did. And then it was like 45 or however much it got up to. I also know personally somebody that bought late and lost $10,000 that they put in. And basically oh. it's worthless. They jumped <laughs> <laughs> too long. So that's the risk of that. But Angie, it's we asked, risk. it is for sure. We asked you to come on today on more serious notes, talking about regret. Because <laughs> you know I have a lot of them, Evan. Well, we know some of your testimony, your story, if you've yeah. grown up in church and done that. But I really do think it's encouraging to people. And when you've shared it publicly before and we ask mm-hmm. you to come back again because you've overcome a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you've gone through some stuff that, again, people assume 
pastor's wife, right? They have this yeah. picture in their head of what that person is and their life and how yeah. they grew up. And you might not be what they think. Not quite the same. And so sharing some of your story today, we appreciate you coming on. Sure. If somebody doesn't know, let's say they found this podcast, they just started coming to church a couple weeks ago. Tell okay. us about your family, your kids, okay. how old they are, the phase of life yeah. you're who, in right now. Who is your family? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I am the pastor's wife, as mm. you say. Justin's wife. First lady. The first lady, which is hilarious. First I know. We still don't have your throne on the stage no, next to him. Lord, right? yeah. No, I'm sitting in the back <laughs> hiding. Uh, and I have three children, or we have three children. Hannah just turned 21. Cannot believe my child is 21. Sweet little Hanners. Sweet little Hanners. And then our son, Ian, is almost 20. He's and then our baby jerk. is almost 17. <laughs> so I can't believe I'm in this stage of life. That's crazy. Yeah, and I told Justin the other day, because all of them have, it was COVID and everything when my older two graduated so they've all stayed here and and gone to school locally so i've had the benefit of still having them in my home that's good you still think it's a benefit oh my gosh i'm such a mom (laughs) like it's my favorite thing ever and so anyway so they're all still at home in the other day and then our youngest will graduate next year and so and i think everybody's gonna leave and go off to school all together next year yeah all together same time so i was like justin it's potentially everybody could leave and go to college next year and he was like, great. <laughs> yeah. Typical dad. <laughs> you know, typical uh-huh. dad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be tough on and me. Especially. It'll be, I mean, he loves his babies too, but I'm with them all the time. That's I'm like, I'm a, I love being a mom. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, you would be a helicopter mom. I am a helicopter mom. I even admitted that on a, a podcast you before. Did. We've talked mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm all about confession. <laughs> honesty. <laughs> I'm all about honesty. <laughs> so we talk about honesty. Okay, so I'll tell you a little bit about my story if you don't know. So I was not raised in church, and I think that's one thing that most people, I guess, I know that when I first got into church, I just assumed that everybody that was already in there. And it was a different kind of church. If you've only been a simple church, was. you don't think it about. It was a more conservative, more traditional church that I went in to. In the 90s. 80s yeah yeah 90s no, 90s 90s and so i felt like everybody this is my own perspective everybody in there was like these perfect little christians that had never done anything wrong like the <laughs> we pastor's <were>. wife was <laughs> sin free you know like her daughter the the kids in the church and like i was the the bad one that was in there the like if they only knew i was the you know what i was bringing into that church but anyway so i wasn't raised in a christian home i wasn't I was raised in the South. So down here, everybody says they're Cultural Christian. Cultural Christianity. Do you know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I had grandparents Ooh, that went like to church. That. I had grandparents that went to church, and I believe that story about who Jesus was, but I did not have a relationship with him at all. And so I went through high school. I was a partier. Well, I'll start with this, because this is pretty important in my life. My dad was murdered when I was two. So my mom had two little kids already at that point, me and my sister. She remarried. I just kind of make it brief but I grew up in a place with domestic violence a lot of chaos a lot of turmoil um, things changed all the time it was very uh, unstable so by the time I got in high school I was just like I'm the party girl that's kind of what my personality was that was my way of escape that was my identity sorry in my mind I just heard I'm a party girl <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah that probably would have been my theme song so anyway, um, I got married just right out of high school to somebody old enough to be my dad. And now, I wasn't kn- he a surgeon? Yeah, he was a surgeon. So he was really smart. And so my life kind of stabilized a little bit when I went through my college years. So I worked really hard in college. That's 
that was a benefit because uh, I did get my education. But I, but it was just so uneven. I mean, the, our, the age difference was so great at that age. I was, you know, 19 and he was like 40. Wow, so, so he's my age. Yeah. Now. Well, yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're older and there's a big age difference, that's one thing. But so that's you, Mary, and Emma. As a teenager, <laughs> as a teenager, it was a, a big that's age awkward. difference. Anyway, so it just didn't work out. I got divorced my senior year in college, and then I was like, "Well, the party is on," you know. And I was still very wounded and mm. from everything else growing up. So I kind of hit it hard for a few years, and then um, I started just. I just wanted. To, I just. Oh, I started dating somebody that was going to church, and he was the first person I ever started dating or that I ever dated that had a family who went to church every weekend. Mm -hmm. And he said he was a Christian. So we started going to church. And and looking back, I mean, I I even said I was a Christian too because I thought thought that was it. You know, I did believe that. And so we started going to church, and then I started really listening and paying attention. And it was one, I was there, it was like a Monday or Wednesday night or something, and there was a guest speaker. And the guest speaker was preaching about separating the wheat from the tear i've told this story before but and for some reason it was that message that turned a light on in my head or in my heart i realized that i said i was a christian but i didn't look anything like one Mm. and i didn't act anything like one and it was like i knew in my way of understanding that god was telling me that he wanted me to be a reflection of him and i knew that being drunk in the bars on the weekends wasn't really being a reflection of him. And so How I, old were you at this point? Uh, I was 25. Okay. I was 25. So I just committed myself that day. I didn't realize this was my salvation, but that's when I surrendered to the Lord. And I said, God, I don't care. I didn't have any friends that went to church either. I had this mm-hmm. guy that I was dating and his family went, and that was a big influence on me. Um, but I had no other friends and granted he lived his life just like I was. Right. Yeah. There was, he didn't really showing any fruit either, <laughs> <laughs> but we were young. And so anyway, so I surrendered my life to them, to the Lord then. And that's when really literally everything changed. I mean, I remember I took old and new Testament. I graduated from Centenary college. I took that there. But it was so different when I read it after I had surrendered my life to the Lord. Because it was literally, I remember getting up to read my Bible. And it was like for the first time, it was the words were coming off the pages like for real the first time. It made sense. And like it spoke to me and made made sense to me in a personal way. So really my life radically changed. I went to church all the time. Just started getting more involved. And then at somewhere in there, this guy had asked me to marry him. And uh, I had said yes, but I was really, really struggling with it. Mm. And I eventually, I'm shortening the story, but I eventually broke it off with him and uh, just got even more involved in the church. And shortly after that, I met Justin. So all this is in a shorter period of time. Yeah. Okay, so I got saved, I think a year and a half maybe, before I met Justin and got super involved in church. 
So I was a new Christian yeah. when I met him and started dating him. So let's stop right there for a second, because if somebody's listening to this, they're in their early 20s, they're yeah. starting their career, they're figuring that out. What helped you to get over the fact that you hadn't grown up a church or you didn't know the things to do or say? You just, yeah. you kept going through it. What would you say to somebody that maybe feels like, you know, I'm trying this church now, they found this podcast, they've been coming yeah. to church for a little bit, but they're still not sold out. What would you say helped you as you walked through that? Because if it wasn't your friends encouraging you, it wasn't yeah. family necessarily. Right. What was it that you feel like got you through that? Well, I was determined to get to know who he was. Mm. And the only way I could do that was really just by spending time with him. Yeah. And honestly, now it's been like 27 years or something like that that I've been walking with the Lord. It's still the same thing. Hmm. It's just you just spending time with him and getting to know who he is. It's at a different place now because my struggles are different now than they were then. And we could talk about that in a second. But I think as a young Christian or somebody trying to figure it out, it's spending time with him, reading the scripture, finding books, devotionals, or books that minister to what you're going through. I'm going to put in the show notes the Bible app. So if you're listening to this, you want to figure out how to do it. It is a great free resource you can download on your phone right now as you stop, pause, listen to this podcast. And it's got reading plans. It's got every topic you can think of, something to get started for sure. Yeah, I I came to my life group last night. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. Because I think people, when they are starting to try to figure it out and see, they don't know where to start. They don't know what to read. That's a great place. And one thing that's really cool about this app he's telling you about is um, uh, the version, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you go under plans... If there's a certain way that you're feeling an emotion that you're going through, for me, I dealt with a whole lot of shame. And I know that that's why I'm so happy to be here that you asked me to come today because regret, shame has a lot to do with it. You could put in shame or anxiety or fear or doubt or marriage. Seven days. It's not like you have to do this. And there's you can read through the Bible in a year. You can do this stuff. But spend seven days reading about shame. On that certain plan. And it helps you walk through it. It sends you a reminder. It's a a great great starting place. Absolutely. So for me, okay, so I'll go in a little bit more and then we'll talk about where we're at. So for me, then I'm all involved in church. I'm starting to go on my first mission trip with Justin with the student ministry because I had begun to serve in there. But I was overwhelmed with shame. Hmm. I'll just plug student ministry. Always a great place to serve and get involved. Get started. (laughs) If you are not involved in a ministry somewhere, (laughs) I will say too, that has helped me tremendously on my journey. Hmm. Because I'll tell you this, because I thought about this in the car all the way over here. So there was a point in my life when I had just gotten involved in church. And I literally, like, my whole life was just a hot mess behind me. (laughs) Everything in my past was just one train wreck after another. You know, bad choices, drunken nights, you know. Divorced. Divorced. Called off an engagement. Yeah, broken engagement when I broke the poor guy's heart. You know, (laughs) he was a good guy, but it just wasn't right. And and I know that. Um, And so... I just all this messed up stuff from my past. And so I'm thinking, and so then I got into church and then I started serving in ministry. And now, okay, so we're still, we're in a very traditional church, very conservative. Nothing wrong with that. It's just telling you where it is. So you can kind of get an idea. Picture it. I felt like, like I said, I was the bad one in there. And now I knew <laughs> Jesus. In. Right. And I knew I was forgiven and I knew I was loved, but I still you know, I had all these feelings in my past and the and the, the devil, he is real, by the way, was always kind of, you know, knocking on me, like reminded me of what those pat that past was. Did any of the church people ever verbally say anything to you like to put you down or say something or make comments? Oh, gosh, there was that one. Yeah. Really? I, are we going to tell this real quick? It's up to you. There was one. Well, OK, so when Justin, that I'd never heard. 
you you know this okay i'll mm. tell this super fast and and this just adds to the shame so since mm. that's re- the negative side of church culture let's just tell this if really you've been oh, i can tell you is all that our time because side. i don't want to mess this you're up. good don't okay. worry about the time that's why we have jordan jordan get <laughs> <laughs> okay so justin has asked me to marry him i'm divorced it is not a good thing in the church we came from to be divorced so Justin had gone to our pastor and said, I really want to marry this girl. I had already had time with the pastor and had counseling with him and everything. He knew who I was. He knew my story. I've been pretty open with my story since the beginning because I just had to. Yeah. It was like God just made me be. But anyway, so he had asked the pastor, you know, I want to marry this girl, but she's divorced. The pastor said, um, you know, I think she's the real deal. I don't mind if it's fine with us at our church where you serve as a student pastor. But if you ever want to go to another church, it may be a problem getting a job at another church if you're married to someone who's divorced. So Justin said, well, I don't think I'd ever want to work at that kind of church anyway. So I'm good with it. So he said, okay. So that was fine. But when we went to do our pre-marriage counseling, our pastor was busy with other things. And so he gave us to his associate pastor to do our premarital counseling. So we go in, and this was an older gentleman. We sat down, and the first thing he said when he looked at us, he said, Justin, before we get started, I just want to tell you this one thing. He said, I would never marry her. And he pointed to me. You're in the room. I'm in the room. It's like we're wow. sitting here, and he's sitting there, and he pointed to me. He said, I would never marry That's right. her. I remember this. Yeah. He said, she's been married before, and I think that's wrong. She's damaged goods. She's damaged. And he didn't even know half the baggage I had. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, Justin said, well, I understand that you feel that way, but uh, I don't feel that way. Well, they'll look at you. Huh? I said, well, look at you. I'd probably say the same thing. Oh, wait, was that? I think you'd be nice, right? You're a beautiful you're woman. A catch. So, so he was copying Justin, what Justin said. Yeah, I was copying what Justin said. I <laughs> thank was like, you. I love Scotty. Of course, Justin would say, yeah, yeah thank I, you for your yeah. opinion. I'm still <laughs> going to marry you. Yes. Yeah. And so, but, was, it, but what thank that you, did to you. me, thank you, Scotty Poo. <laughs> but what that did to me was it reinforced the shame and the negative feelings I had toward myself. And I felt like, I wasn't good enough for Justin. I'm damaged goods. This is, it was rough. Our first year marriage. So we got married. We did our counseling with him. Continue to meet with that guy. Yeah, I literally sucked my tears back into my eye sockets. And we did our counseling. Man. And I just think about people listening to this, that you might have had church hurt or church trauma. It's more and more where that, it's kind of, almost trendy which is sad it's but people so are sad. talking about it and going through and counselors are getting certified in church trauma and mm-hmm. it's a different kind of hurt because you were doing all the right things mm-hmm. we preach grace and forgiveness yeah but in your mind all those other people are looking and thinking probably like this guy did. yeah and it was yeah, something like that she's got you. a past right she's not, yeah and so I just can't believe y'all continued the the uh, counseling with him. Well, you think too? We were young. It didn't really, yeah. you know. And that was his job. You like. don't really have a choice. You just yeah. we wanted to get married, so we just, you know. And then behind closed doors, we talked through it all. I mean, I sat down Justin down when we first started dating, and I said, I just want you to know my past, like everything. And I told him everything. I mean, things you don't want anybody to know. I told him everything. And I said, so if you're going to date me, so just so you know, and then you have a choice. And he was like, I don't even, after I told him everything and I'm like sobbing like a big hot mess, he goes, I don't even see you like that. 
Hmm. He said, I see you like who Jesus has made you now. You know, oh, that's, and that's a good line. That's a good <laughs> 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 I see you how that. Jesus sees you, baby. <laughs> but he is a man of grace. And mm. I've seen that in his life. And I've seen him walk that out, not just with me, yeah. but with everybody. And it overflows into simple church. That, yes. that is who he wants us to be. That is yes. what he practice, what he preaches. And right. as a church, that's what we want to be known for right. versus the judgmental. Yeah, because, I mean, if Jesus says you're forgiven and I've forgotten it from the east to the west, who are is anybody else to judge that amen so that's where my regrets came and what i think the main thing i want to say for this is uh getting to know jesus it took me a whole year of feeling so ashamed of my past and so uh not good enough that it was finally like we had literally been married for one year we went to a youth special days conference uh, somewhere in Florida or something. We had gone to the conferences together. And one day I was like, I'm just emotionally, I was just spent. I said, I'm just going to stay in the hotel and just take a nap while you go to this ne- next session. And he said, okay. And I took my Bible and my Joyce Meyer book mm-hmm. that I was reading at the time. And I went oh. down. <laughs> I love Joyce Meyer. I'm going to give her a <laughs> shout out. So she, I learned a lot from her uh, in my in my spiritual walk. But anyway, so I go sit down at the pool and I was journaling. This is another thing that's really helped me in my spiritual walk is just journaling all my feelings. Mm. I've journaled since we've the day we've been married. I've journaled. So I journaled all my feelings every day. So I go down and I was really emotionally struggling with this whole thing of not feeling good enough. And I don't I can't remember if it was a sentence in her book, but it was knowing who you are in Christ like, you have to know who you are in Christ. And I had heard that a lot. That's like one of those little Christian cliche things that you right. hear a lot. But I didn't really know what that meant. Like, I never think, what does that mean? And it hit me when I was there that day. Like, who am I in Christ? What does he say? And he says, I'm forgiven. He says, I'm like his co-heir. <laughs> I'm his sister. I'm beloved. I'm forgiven. Um, you know, I'm special. I'm created wonderfully so all these things so i started writing all those things down I'm like why am i believing the past and what i was when this is who jesus says i am now hmm. and you know god teaches you what you're supposed to learn when you're supposed to learn it you know it's like you go through seasons in your life but that plugged in then and not to say that i haven't struggled with insecurities sure. at different times in my life but that was uh eye-opening yeah it was yeah. definitely a milestone in my spiritual walk that it took it my first year of marriage and i was like Okay, now I had read a lot of books also. I watched Woman Thou Art, uh, Woman Thou Art. Wait, a Woman it? Where Art Thou? No. <laughs> I am oh, woman. goodness. Uh, Naked a- and Unashamed by T.D. Jakes was one that I read. All right. Uh, woman Thou Art Loose by T.D. Jakes. Woman Thou Art Loose? Yeah. Um, wow. What is Breaking Free by Beth Moore? Mm. Um, and then something else about spiritual warfare from. Um, Joyce Meyer. So these are books that I read early in my Christian walk. All that kind of helped me with all that stuff. So spending time with him and his word, studying these books, those all helped with dealing with my past regrets in those early years of my spiritual walk. But I do want to say this. I don't. Is that how much time we have? That's how much we've recorded. Thirty-three minutes or so into this. Okay, so this is cool. This is kind of flash forward, and I may be totally going out of order here. That's from what fine. You want Go to ahead. Do. But here's a thought. Okay, so I still spend time with the Lord. Been saved for I think it was like twenty-seven years when I looked at it today, something like that. And I just started um, a new Bible study. I've never read through the Bible in a year. Hmm. 
And so I'm doing the Bible recap. Yeah. I think Mallory's done it. I've done it too. You have too? Okay, so I've never done it before. And shout out to Amy Lawson if you listen, Amy. She, does. she told me about it this year. She's she told one of our four listeners. Is she? <laughs> I love her. Well, we were having dinner with them this Christmas time. And she said, she mentioned something about it. I was like, tell me about it. So she told me, I was like, hey, that sounds great. Sounds like something I'd love to do. Because I've sat down and started reading through the Bible and I right. like got stuck in Isaiah or something. And never <laughs> Leviticus. Went. Yeah. I, I, even past Leviticus. Oh, that was impressive. my goal. But anyway, and and have gotten hung up. I've read all throughout, but not went like that. So anyway, I, I text my life group, and I was like, "Y'all want to do that?" After I kind of eyeballed it a little bit, and so they said yes. So anyway, we've been doing it now on like day twenty six. But anyway, one of the first things that it's talking about, and I wrote this down. Tara Lee Cobble is the one who uh, does the study. Anyway, she was talking about the difference in shame and humility. And I was like, hey, this is what we're going to be kind of be talking about. Because with regret, I think, comes shame. You know, I'm ashamed because I didn't finish school. Or I'm ashamed that I, whatever your shame Drinking is. Drinking too much. Got whatever, drunk yeah. and acted like a fool on the dance floor, which, good God knows I've done. <laughs> um, but it says, shame is an accusation about who you are as a person. Someone incapable of being loved. Because there's a consciousness of your wrong or foolish behavior. So, okay, so I had that. It's an accusation. So you don't feel like you're able to be loved. But humility, and this is what we're working toward, is rightly viewing who you are as a person. And as a Christian, that's who you are in Christ. You know who you are, and you are loved despite being undeserving of it. Hmm. That's good. That's pretty good, isn't that it? That is. Absolutely. So I was like, look, Lord, how you do all things right here in the middle of my Bible study this morning. Never stops. All things through me. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Bible recap, it's good. Absolutely. And it's we'll chronological. Put, I've never it'll, done it'll help you recap the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Somebody's got to have lightened up the mood. Thank okay. you, Scott. You did it. You're welcome. Good so job. anyway. That's powerful. That's great. And we'll put links to those books that you mentioned. We'll put them in there. So if you're looking for something to read, Bible Recap is a great resource. Absolutely check yes. it out. Which, Battlefield of the Mind. That's, that's the Joyce Meyer's book. Right. It really deals with spiritual warfare. It's kind of a deeper look at. And if you've had therapy, which I've had now too, um, it's kind of replacing the lies that Satan gives you with the truth of God's word. Well, let's talk about some of that counseling. Let's talk about okay. now it's different <laughs> issues, right? You kind of yeah. hinted at as your life's gone on, Things as change. you've reached a different phase. What was the last couple of years does that look like for you as you've tried to work through maybe some regrets or the regrets of other people that you've interacted with in your family? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> so I want to say it was two years ago. I've had like little dips into therapy. Um like a little one, like a little something. My sister got breast cancer and was very sick. Um, I've had family members with addiction issues, and so I've gone to counseling about that before, just to try to get help to to deal with it. And just because you're a pastor's wife, that stuff doesn't go away. I think people in their oh, mind yeah. sometimes picture, like you said, when you walked into the church for the first time, you think, oh, everybody else has got everything yeah. figured out, and they're all good mm-hmm. Christians, and yeah. it's all. Oh, and well, let me just say this, by the way, everybody's a hot mess. Mm. I mean, we're all just working to be better people, I trying disagree. to serve the Lord more. But I mean, <laughs> Scott, Scott so, has it all together. So, so Scott's the one exception. I'm a hundred percent perfect. <laughs> but I, I did come to realize after being in the church for a little while that uh, all those people that I thought were perfect, nobody's perfect. Mm. We're all Not just needing Jesus. If everyone was perfect, we wouldn't need Jesus. We Amen. need him. Okay, so yes, our family. I've got all kind of issues in my family. So a couple of years ago, there was a lot of serious 
things that went down in my extended family. Things I was like, if I don't get some emotional help, I am tanking. In fact, I was already kind of tanking anyway. And just there was th- different things going on in our lives. It was in the middle of COVID, I think. Right, and it which was, affected a lot of people. COVID was one of them. Yep. I had young adult teenagers in my home that had issues that I didn't know how to deal with. Um, my family, my extended family had major issues that I'm not even going to talk details about, but just bad things that I could not, did not know how to deal with. And I was also, you know, in my, I think I was 49 or something like that going on 50. So all my hormones were a hot mess. And so I tanked and I could not deal with anything else. I remember looking at Justin, I was like, don't say anything else to me like I, I was mad I said I can't tell you anything right now so I was like I better get some counseling so I got counseling and that's been a great for me because I like I said I was raised in an abusive home and so one of the things and you were talking about regrets now with parenting so that's kind of yeah. goes into this is that uh, because I was raised in an abusive home I held all my emotions in um, I didn't learn. How, I was so afraid of confrontation because there was so much and it was so scary that I did not learn how to talk my feelings out. I had a great mom who loved me and showed us a lot of love. And that has been my saving grace. I've told her that so many times. Like if she had not showed me that kind of love and made me feel special, I'd probably be an addict on the street. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It'd be yeah. way worse than somehow I was able to pull out. But uh, Anyway, so that was one of the things I had to work on in counseling and, and not feel like I was responsible for everybody in my family. I could not do everything. That's not, it wasn't my job. I could be there to love on them and help them and try to get them the help that they needed, but I could not save them or do change it for it. them. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it wasn't for me to do. So then the counselor looked at me and she was like, okay, are you ready to go, you know, deal with some of the stuff that you've got in your past and your life? And I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather talk about other people. Yeah. Yeah. So we did some deep dives and some um, EMDR therapy where I dealt with some difficulties in my childhood and worked through those childhood traumas so that I could be a better communicator. So one of the questions that you posed to me was regrets. And I think everybody has little regrets. Mine were, you know, I've told you some of mine from my past, but as a parent, um, I've had the privilege of being able to be a stay-at-home mom and Mm -hmm. that was really important to us we started our life off early on before we even had kids we said okay you want to be a stay-at-home mom we're gonna live very small so that we could I mean like our first house was fifty thousand dollars you know (laughs) so we always lived like that had used cars and all that but that was our choice I know a lot of moms don't have that choice so Mm -hmm. that was I know a lot of moms that's one of their regrets they're like oh man I had to work I couldn't be with my kids but mine is I think uh you can only give someone what you have. Mm. If you don't have it, you can't give it. And in counseling, one of the things that I really realized was my inability to be confrontational about things. And I've passed that to my kids. Mm. And so that's a regret. I, we're, we're, I'm working on it now, but they're all, like all of them are terrified of confrontation. <laughs> and Justin is like the confronter. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he is. He's really good at it. Yeah. Um, but it, so that's something now that I recognize and I wish that I could have given them that, but I didn't have it to give them. Yeah. That's you great. know, and that's where we have to give our parents grace and mercy too. Cause my mom, sometimes she's like, I just wish that I had done things differently. You know, maybe things would be different. I'm like, mom, you know, you were 22. What, what are you going to do? You right, know, you yeah. didn't know either. You did with the best that you could. So we have to show 
our parents grace and mercy too and then also my best friend and I we always joke about she was raised in a really dysfunctional family too and we're like yeah but we've broken the cycle you know That's right. of the ways that of some of the things specifically addiction and things like that in our homes and so we're like that's a big win but we know we're not perfect and sure. so we make mistakes I'm like but the things that the difficulties that I grew up with, the traumas of my childhood have made me like cling to Jesus. Mm. And so I'm like, wherever we failed our kids, they'll need Jesus for that. So it's like, it may be a regret, but it'll oh. make them need him. Yeah. It's okay <laughs> to have regrets, just not to live in regret. Mm. Yeah. We have to be kind of, proactive. Yes, absolutely. That's my one deep thought. That's good. That's good. I'll and see you guys next week. <laughs> All four of us. I saw you dozing off over there. Let me tell you a little. I wasn't dozing off. Let me tell you my Dang. truth. I did doze off. Call Shots you fired. <laughs> Listen, Scott, let me tell you what my new. I did not doze off. You're Okay. You're resting your eyes? I didn't close my eyes. Scott, I saw you. It, well, then I was unaware. <laughs> let me tell you what my, what my new yeah. weapon is. What? Great value brand. Cherry slush. Powder mix. With energy. Well, that's worth the podcast wow. right there. That Jeez. sounds fantastic. Yeah. It's delicious. Mm. Now I'm counting calories, so it's my dessert. Nice. <laughs> Treat yourself. Treat yourself. There's your, there's your lightness. Absolutely. After the heaviness. Mm. But I think the counseling, we say it a lot. It recurs a lot. We had a counselor on last episode. All four of us in this room are in counseling in some way or the other. I'm not. Mm-hmm. You liar. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm perfect. It's nobody's perfect except Scott. Mm-hmm. All you. of us struggle and have different issues, and just talking to somebody else, finding a Christian counselor, we yeah. are 100 percent on board. Simple Church will help pay for it. Yeah. If you've just found the podcast, you've been listening, you're trying to figure out these regrets, contact us. Go through there's email, Facebook, whatever it is, and we'll get you connected with the counselor. Because everybody, the pastor's wife, yeah. the staff at the church, all the way down mm-hmm. to anybody else, needs to have somebody to talk to yeah. to mm-hmm. work through stuff, and it changes. It's not the same things as when you were 25 as it is now. That right. It goes and you need to adapt and find somebody. So we want to help you to do that. We believe in that. Right. And we want you to go and to work through some of those regrets. You can't help everybody that's listening to this podcast. You can't meet with me and Scott, but we can help you to find somebody to talk to. You can meet with us, but I don't think it'd do any good. That's right. <laughs> we'll set it up with Scott. It's true. I'm a big advocate for counseling. And also... Oh. Somebody's calling. I just like they all know I'm in a podcast too. What is up? That's right. My my family's needy. No, (laughs) because I'm that mom. No. Um, I was gonna say yeah, counseling has been great. And if you're in a depression, I mean, I'm an advocate to get help from your doctor as well. Yeah. Like if you need an antidepressant and counseling to get you through, it's a good combo. It's because sometimes prayer and. Oh it's my not gosh. praying your way out of it. You just figure it out and over-spiritualized. And if it's a chemical yeah, imbalance. If it's a chemical I was wondering you where help, you're going with that. Yeah. Get help. Prayer and <laughs> what? Prayer. Yeah, because all things are possible with Jesus. He really will help you through anything. I know that sounds like the cliche old sound, but it really, he really will guide you in the right and way. And he also put doctors there to help you. Right. Yeah, and it's not like medicate don't and don't be like proactive this. towards your spiritual growth or right. your help or it's your both. mental health. Right. It's... Both. That's why therapists exist. Maybe both. I mean, you may not need medication. Correct. So, but some Absolutely. people do. Give it a try. If it's see. Yeah, this is my therapist voice. <laughs> it's good. It's kind of a Frasier. Did I mess up your questioning? Not at all. I love it. I uh, thought okay. you did fantastic. You did. Thank you for coming on with it's us. It's definitely my pleasure. So we Didn't appreciate you sharing that. We'll have links again in the show I notes. If you click on the episode, okay. you can go find some of those books Andy was talking about. If you're looking for something to read, I know she would love to help you. Find her at church. Just grab mm-hmm. her. Who, Andy Stanley would? Angie. 
Angie, I'm sorry. Uh, Angie. Well, Angie. Hagler. Jordan distracted me. I thought you said Angie. <laughs> he does that. That's right. At least you're awake. I was awake the whole time. <laughs> I was awake the whole time. Oh, that's right. Angie, thank you for coming on. Thank, thank you yes. for sharing part of your story. Thank you. Thank Scott, you. Scott, we're glad to have you back. It's glad. Missed you. Thank you, Jordan. It's glad to be back. It's, mm. I just said it's glad to <laughs> be back. That's right. I am glad to be back. Well, Even good. though I can't hear out of my right ear. Yeah. Yep. Go to the doctor, oh, Scott. Yeah. I called to go to the doctor. They said it'll be two weeks. I said, need somebody a little sooner than that. Wow. Wow. Mm. Quick care. That's yeah. right. On that note, pray for Scott's ear. Make sure you subscribe. Mm. Make sure you get every episode of Backstage mm-hmm. with the Podcast, Thank a new you. episode each week. We appreciate Maybe. you listening. Okay. Thanks for downloading and thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Until we're canceled. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.